there and welcome back to the chat. That is Colette and Matt have entered the chat. I am your co-host, Matt Silverman, pleased, thrilled to welcome back to her own show, her very <laughs> own show, the, the much healthier Colette Bennett. Yes, I am um, not 100%, but I am, I am what? I guess I'd say I'm like 85%. And let me tell you, that feels so much better than like 12% or whatever I was running on for a while there. <laughs> what went like, wrong? What happened? Wow. What did, what did you do? Well, I got a cold um, because uh, as our listeners may or may not know, now that I pause to think about it, um, <clears throat> I traveled. My mom came in town, um, which, by the way, seeing your parents absolutely lowers your immune system. It's now confirmed. <laughs> um, and then after seeing my mom all weekend without a break, uh, I jumped on an airplane and went to the other side of America to see BTS for one day, get two <laughs> hours of sleep and then come back. So I can't imagine what about any of this could have been a problem. Oh, yeah. Right. So you... You went, you know, a year and a half not seeing very many people, and then now uh -huh. you went with very little sleep and saw everybody, and uh, <laughs> it gotcha. It gotcha. Like, I really had to, like, facepalm myself. I was like, God. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that happened, and um, I do not recommend the winter cold. It is bullshit. Um, it is like... You know, sometimes people say like colds are like three days coming, three days sick, three days going. Mm -hmm. It was like seven days all the way. <laughs> yeah, because I, I kept checking in with you being like, hey, like, you know, let me know if you're feeling up to it. And you're like, oh, God, I can't. I still can't. No, like it's bad, still got me. like super, super bad. So anyway, I was very lucky last week because I was just like, well, Matt's fucked. He's just going to have to talk to himself. <laughs> Not that you couldn't. <laughs> You know, I've I mean, I, I feel been, like I've if anyone you could, you could, but like, I was like, man, I'm so screwed. And we had invited our extremely talented friend Sky to come and be the guest this week, but I got sick a week early. <laughs> so <laughs> as anybody that listened to the show already knows, Sky was like a literal superhero and was like, oh yeah, not only will I be the guest, but I'll also come in and like sub for you for a week. <laughs> Substitute so, teacher, we uh, I, I I misbehaved. I, I threw a yes. lot of trash around around the podcast because uh, <laughs> there's no rules while you were out. So we we, we had a good time. So um, yes, to say the least. So I'm back and Sky's back with us. And uh, Sky, thanks. <laughs> Is this my? That's my intro. Okay, hey. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Well, look, officially, officially, I was taking a, a sip of water. <laughs> I didn't think he it was would just prepared. drop. Look, let's let's take it back. Ready? Here we go. Agent Mulder believes we are not alone. What? <laughs> Please welcome Sky Burks into the show. We are not alone. Not, I'm not alone. <laughs> it's finally good to know that I'm not alone <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> oh my god. That was good. So now, um, we're all here. We're all here. We can split the... Well, look, look. Colette and I can <clears> split <throat> the hosting duties officially. You're off the hook. And you can now you can just be <laughs> a guest. You can be in the in the immortal words of the candle from uh, Beauty and the Beast. You can now be, just be our guest. <laughs> I don't think I anyone has ever quoted the candle to me. <laughs> yeah. What's his What's his name? Point, points if you can get this without Googling. I, I don't know the answer. I don't know. Um, Lighty. It's like a... <laughs> Sky wins, Senor Lighty. I think that that is that is canonical. Yes, that is a, that is good. That's good. Uh, how you doing since last week? 
I'm good. I'm doing good. I only talked to you like three days ago. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. We don't. Oh, we're don't not know. supposed to reveal that. <laughs> yeah, this is a. Whole, it's a whole week later. You know. Oh, it's Shh. a whole week. I see. Yeah. So, well, it's been a long time since we talked. Yes. Uh, and I'm I'm good. I was just say, telling Colette that I got my booster, and and I was talking about not getting enough sleep, but then getting enough sleep, and your body still feels like. You didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, the booster. The booster was. Uh, it, it it ran me down for sure. It, it did. I did oh, not that's expect good it. to hear. I kept hearing yeah. people go, "Oh no, the booster's fine." And I was like, "Okay, if you say so." The second one made me feel like made me feel everyone like the thing. I know that did it get got really sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except I, my mother, who did not. Like, what the mm, fuck is that about? Yeah. It's so it's so random. Yeah. It ain't right. It's not, but, but the good but news is that most people that, seem to power through, right? Like it's yeah. not that long. And you know what? Got it. So better than some. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, I believe now we are all boosted. Yes, Matt. Yeah, yeah, all boosted, Yay. and uh, you know, just in time for Omicron. And uh, you know, I'm in I'm in New York here, and you guys are in other places. But uh, we just right. uh, the governor. <laughs> correctly and sadly is like no we we have to go back to mask mandates indoors uh mm-hmm. and among you know mixed groups of people and uh, you know or uh, and the other thing that's spooking me a little bit is that you know and, and sky you, you'll you'll relate although your son is younger um we were looking at the finish line here we were saying once the kids got vaccinated and both of ours are are, are over five years old now so we were like yes we we've got it the, the finish line is here we can still be safe but mostly feel good about getting back to all the normal things and then it's like mm-hmm. uh, I, I we i was walking the kids home uh the other day and a neighbor was like hey oh just fyi we're we're quarantining i'm like oh my god what happened she's <laughs> like every single person at thanksgiving was double vaxxed and boosted and a a brother or a brother-in-law at the at the table is a school teacher and despite double vax and boost, uh, <gasps> tested positive and Jeez. everyone had thanks and, and everyone was fine, you know, everyone, no, no big deal, but like it ruined the next two weeks, uh, of, of yeah. everyone's life. And, and it's, you know, knock on wood, it's, it's, it's okay. But like with the holidays coming up, uh, we're just like looking at the calendar being like, who's going to fuck up Christmas? Like, yep. and, and not, not <laughs> oh, casting yeah. blame at anyone. It's just like everyone in the family is doing the right thing. And still we're right. worried that it's going to get screwed up. Yeah. So yeah, not, I think that's hard, downer, right? But. Cause it's like, then, you know, if everybody's vaccinated, everybody's boosted, everybody comes over and you're like, we're safe. Like, I feel like the only step beyond that is, well, you know, let's do the family gathering, but everyone's got to wear their mask. And it's like, who the fuck wants to do that? No, it sucks. No one yeah, wants to do that. So yeah. it's it's tough. But I mean, I was reading a piece on the New York Times earlier today about like people just kind of hitting their wits end as far as like depression around COVID goes. And I think a lot of there's a lot of people out there who treat it like it's over, which mm-hmm. is very frustrating, I think. Um yeah, but yeah. I think there's also a lot of people who are also like I like they're at their wits end. And it talked a lot about other countries that have gone in and out of quarantine, um, you know, that type of thing. And so I was like, you know, I, I think 
we're lucky here and that we have definitely been able, you know, like my husband and I go to restaurants, like we wear our masks in, we, you know, sit down, we eat with our masks off, we put our masks back on, we leave. But like every time it is a risk and I know it, but you know, other than that, we don't really do a lot still, but at least we got to do that thing that mattered to us. Right. Like you don't have, you don't have unvaccinated at risk people in your home. You both work from home. I think I don't don't remember if Patrick's still at home. So like, even it's very insular. Yeah. If you, Mm -hmm. if you exposed yourself, you are likely not really exposing anyone else in your circle. And so I think that risk factor is uh, significantly lower than most people who are just like, yep, I'm a school teacher walking into the bagel shop as, as I see in my neighborhood. And it's like, yo, what you got, you got to You're going back yeah. into the classroom with kids. Like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, stuff like that drives me nuts. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's very frustrating. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well we take a deep breath and we get on. Right. So that's what we're doing. Just getting on. Getting on, getting on. (laughs) Keep on getting on. (laughs) Keep on getting on. Put it on a t-shirt. But today we're not talking about uh, COVID for the whole show. Why not? (laughs) All right. Great format. This is so great, though. It's so cheery. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. (laughs) Anthony Fauci. He is our guest today. (laughs) Finally. You know what? He's like, hi, y'all are fucked. It's finally time okay. we heard from Fauci two years ago. Imagine in. if we brought Fauci on and didn't ask him a single thing about epidemiology. We just talked about right. like Metroidvanias the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Like, hey, so. Hey, what's your top three, buddy? <laughs> what are you playing to pretend like the world outside doesn't exist? <laughs> How did Nintendo let you down this year, Fauci? <laughs> oh, boy. Good times. So just I as a quick aside, it. because this is making me think yeah. of it. A thousand years ago, when I worked for Destructoid, we used to try to think of like stuff to do that would be like, you know, different or funny or whatever. And we worked with this one guy who went on to work for Nintendo. He's amazing. Um, But uh, anyway, he was like, I have a great idea. He's like, you know how everyone does E3 predictions? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We know. So he's like, let's go to this, to the, Los Angeles Zoo, and let's ask the animals what their E3 <laughs> predictions are. And then we made a video of it. I really hope it still exists on the internet because, y'all, this video was literal solid gold. He marched around the zoo and, like, held the microphones up to animals and asked them, like, if they thought Mario Kart 5 was coming or whatever. It was so good. That is the absurdest gold. But here's the kicker, yeah. though. you That host who was holding the microphone needs to carry that bit all the way through because obviously the animals are not going to say anything so he needs to be there to be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and what about this and what about, like yeah. i assume he he delivered on that that promise uh, not right? only did he deliver but i just <laughs> found the link <laughs> oh. right. we'll put it in the show notes we'll, we'll put it in the yeah, discord I'll put it in our chat in the show notes but like i am going to read this again with great relish <laughs> beautiful beautiful all right well It's time to talk about the most important topic in the history of human civilization, not COVID, not pandemics, not uh, anything like that, but it is, of course, video games. Now, it has not been long since Sky and I just chatted about our our current uh, gaming habits, but as our guest of honor... Well, you know what? We should back up. Do we want to pick Sky's brain a little bit more about his... uh, professional and artistic endeavors did i hit the button too quickly 
I don't, well, no, I mean, I, I don't think you did, but there actually was one question that I wondered, and I don't think you guys covered it on the prior show. I wondered what was the first time, Sky, you ever looked at a game and went, you know, it would be really cool if I made that into a miniature. Mm-hmm. Now, you, don't, you don't have to have made the miniature. Just like, yeah, the yeah. first time you ever went, huh, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. I have no idea when it was. You don't remember because it could have been any it could have been anything. And I I would it would be dishonest to be like, oh, it was this game. And it probably wasn't. (laughs) The first one I did make was Mario three. Nice. I I definitely wanted to. I always wanted to make the throne room from Mario three. Yes, I, I would like to revisit it and and give it a little more. I don't know, a better look, but mm-hmm. that one, I, I mean, Mario three is one of my favorites of all yeah. time. So it's, it's hard not to, uh, like I could make the whole game. I think it's when it comes to the eight bit era, it's yeah. one of the best looking ones. So yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing you know. when you look at early <laughs> NES games and then you look at Mario three, like it looks like yeah. a different game system. It looks yeah, like a generational does. leap, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's my favorite part of doing of like looking through this sort of stuff. It's just figuring out how they designed things uh, aesthetically. I I don't know jack shit about how they put the ones and zeros before each other. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But but how they drew them up, I love breaking that open because you find out with like Mario three. Metroid is another one that does it where you're like, it it looks a little old, the original Metroid, mm-hmm. but um but it, it it pumps some real atmosphere but i don't know which one was the first one i, I if i had to assign it it would be mario 3 was yeah. the first one where i went yeah i got to i got to do something <clears throat> breath of the wild was a big one though it's oh, just visually God. like so many distinct there, there's the running joke with like the community that i i have around me of like build the stable you better build the goddamn stable <laughs> <laughs> because i told everybody i was gonna do it someday especially my wife who still is like gives me grief so, about it all the time i'm gonna build the stable Wait, when, where's the stable oh, you yeah. don't have anything to build right now could you maybe start on that right now sky <laughs> like, no That's, i there's can't there's a lot that. in that there's a lot. Yeah, it's a bit. It's big. It's complicated. There's a few different ones that have different yeah. looks, right? What, what's... I've tried. I've tried three times to to start it, and I, every mm. time I start it and then go, "Oh my god, this is so." I just haven't. Cl- I don't know. We could talk about process at some point, but um, I. It's always like sometimes it clicks immediately, and I'm like, "Yep, this is it. I'm going for it." And other times it'll go on what I, what I call the shelf, which is, just a like phantom shelf that they land on and they sit there forever and I never finish them and yep. eventually go forget. I guess I'm going to just throw this one out. But here's the uh, tragedy. I relate to this very deeply. The tragic thing. Tell me if you agree is like, there's stuff that goes in the shelf that you really, really want to make. And you are sad yeah. because it's not clicking. And then there's yeah. other yeah. stuff that's like when it's a whim and it didn't click and you just kind of be like, ah, okay, on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That, yep. That's the whole deal. As I get bummed out, like not finishing one, but I, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to bother me too much to not have completely. There's always going to be the ones that I, that sit there and they're always going to sit with me, even after mm-hmm. I throw them away. But then for the most part, I've done, I've done a lot of soul searching to be like, 
if you hold that above your own head, that's only that's only bad juju. You you gotta let it sit, go to the trash. That's that's yeah, really yeah. good advice to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I personally, as an artist, I'm a person who can beat the shit out of myself like eternally. So I think it's good to kind of cut it off and be like, no, we're not doing that. Uh-uh. You, <laughs> you can't know? you can't spook me from the past, you piece of shit. Get out of here. <laughs> you go away. I gave up on you. And by that, I mean, I'll still remember you. <laughs> I'll remember you forever. I'll remember you and how I screwed this one up. Oopsie. <laughs> um. For 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 us and listeners who may not be uh, familiar, what, when you complete a project, mm. where where does it live? Meaning, uh, some oh. of them you're 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 enjoying yourself, and some of them are commissions that you are making for others and selling. And then, but like, let's say it's just something that you embarked on. It's not it's not a specific. Like, is the goal to sell it, or 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 where does it end up, or does is the, uh. does that vary? It depends on it depends on my feeling when I finish it. If right. it's not something that was commission, I'll take a commission, and that obviously goes where the commission is intended to go. The person who who paid for it. But if it's my own piece, a lot of the time I don't decide whether I'm going to sell it until I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I really like it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to either it's not for sale, and I love it, which is rare. A lot of the a lot of the time, the stuff that I finish and I'm like, this is this is um something that I really really love. Uh, I just I'll put a very large price on it because I'm like, you need to make it <laughs> worth it to me. Yeah, yeah. If this is gonna to, go, for this to it, it better my, really go. Yeah, yeah. Especially because, uh, and I tend to price. This is, I mean, there's a business side that I've applied. That's like, I don't like to sell my pieces to people just just to get like workout. Right. I, like these pieces mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Even when even when I finish it, I'm like, okay, that wasn't my best effort. Those are usually like on the cheaper end when it comes to pricing, which is not like pricing's not a fun thing to talk about, but it's the the philosophy I've always worked with is if you if you want this, you will you will pay for it. Mm-hmm. And um and it makes it fair to everybody involved because I know it's gonna go to a good home. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be willing to, and, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's well, basically, and it's worth it to me not... to like take it and give it to somebody. So right, because you're not making widgets. You you have created something that is, it is one of one. It is right. a unique object, mm-hmm. and right. it is emotionally relevant to a specific uh, piece of art. You know, a, yep. a, a game that means something to some. So this is a this is a special item. Yeah, that it, it must find its appropriate yeah uh, destination in the marketplace if it is yeah. for sale. I it, found it, that it, when you put a price on it, and it's like, uh, it might be. I, I don't think my pieces are super duper expensive. Um, from what I've seen, I can't do that, but like, um, I know that it will take, uh, commitment to actually purchase a piece from me. Mm-hmm. And I find that the longer it sits, I'm willing to let it sit with me, especially cause I like keeping them around for multiple reasons. Um, one, I can make sure that it goes to someone who's really thought like, I, I want this piece. I really want this. It resonates with me. I love this game that you made it from or. I love the idea behind what you'd made. 
but also because <clears throat> I can use it for part of my private collection and those go to like if I have an art show I can gather these pieces and show them off at an art show which mm-hmm. does, isn't happening right now um <laughs> yeah but, but virtually that they, they've been part of uh events on twitch and yeah. other places right yeah yeah exactly they're they're they can stay with me like that i mean the digital form of it can stay with me forever well that um, was my next question is like do you feel satisfied uh, everything that i make is is digital mm-hmm. so when it's done i it can be backed up, you know, it can be on a hard drive somewhere or it can live on the internet indefinitely. But so are you satisfied with taking very good high res detailed pictures and videos of your object and then setting it free into the world? Or oh, yeah, is there yeah. something about having it? Uh, I, that goes back to like, I've once you have said, I'm willing to commit to having this piece from you and we've gone through the proper channels. I have no qualms with it. I'm like, this has gone to the right home. Mm-hmm. I feel great about it. And it, it lives on like I, two parts is I don't have to make space for the next piece I'm going to make because yeah, yeah. that one left. Yeah. And, um, and two, I'm always going to remember it. There's also something like about the transients that I always think with um, where we're at with photography with like everybody has a camera on their phone. Mm-hmm. that I've been thinking about a lot in the past year where, especially with Felix with the trans, the, the temporary like state of photography is like not being present. I'm going through a whole thing lately in the past year of being present off the screen. Mm-hmm. And which is, I think <laughs> something we've all heard people talk about at end. But the thing for me that I've come to with it is, like seeing Felix grow up, my son, and not taking photos and then feeling bad that I didn't take a photo to capture a moment, but then mm-hmm. being like, you know what? Actually, I'm really glad that that thing he just did is is in my memory more than it mm-hmm. is in a photograph. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with this part of it. It's not yeah. <laughs> it's not helpful to like when I'm with him alone and Christine is like, oh, <laughs> You didn't take a photo of that, but like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but it's here. It's in my brain now. And I'm glad that that's just there. Mm-hmm. At some point, this is going to rot and I'm not going to be able to remember anything, if not my own name. But like, I'm OK with that part. I'm really OK with that. <laughs> that's that it that's, stays I, like mixed... a memory. Yeah. As opposed to have... some like other piece of data somewhere that just. Yeah. Like, I have like my mom has so many has like tons of photographs that are physical. They're not digital, but they're all like, you know, you go back to my parents' place and it's like tons of photographs. You open up a cabinet and it's just like they pour out on top of so many (laughs) photographs. And I'm like, I wouldn't be able to remember like all of the like seven different photographs from the same angle of the same thing. I'm glad to just remember the one so that there's not copies and copies and copies. And if we even lose the one, that's fine with me. Like, because mm-hmm. if it was something that was important, I feel like I, well, that's a dangerous thing to say is, I guess, is that if it's important, I feel like I would remember it because of course just things you forget, but right, right. I like to just sit with those, those things. And sometimes it's like sitting with like the moment of finishing the piece is better than well that's that's for sure i can actually say this for sure 
sometimes mm. sitting with the moment finishing the piece is better than photographing it because it's definitely been times when I'm like, I cannot get the right fucking angle yeah. on this photograph. <laughs> this looks like dog shit in the photo. What is going on here? Could have sworn I loved this this second ago. Well, that's a re- that's interesting because like then it's like this piece only works if you are physically with it. Yeah, you know, physically yeah. present with it. That's really interesting. Like you know, a photograph of the Mona Lisa does not convey the. I don't know what you call it, the resonance or the power of of a, right. of a special standing, painting like that, standing, standing in, front in front of it, of it at the Louvre. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I'm I'm tempted that, to I go off for... about NFTs, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. I know, not gonna touch that shit. <laughs> not gonna go. Not gonna do it. Not NFT. Not effing touching. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> nice, yes. nice, nice. Um, yeah. So that that to me is I'm cool with it going away because I've built a a pretty good system of being like a vetting who is buying what I'm, what I've got. Um, and because my process is its own experience, which, uh, I mostly get to sit with then like it's with me once that goes. Sometimes I have, there's definitely, I've only started doing this for myself like four or five years and like, Um, there's definitely been times where lately just going back through my hard drives and being like, where was that one photograph that I had? And I'm like kicking myself that I can't find what folder I put it in. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know what? If I'm going to delve into this philosophy that there's, you know, meaning in letting it go in some sense, then I just have to be okay with this angle that i thought i took not being there and that's just what it is yeah so i took like you know there's multiple pieces that would sell immediately i'd build it make it paint it put it together take a take like two photos of it and then put it on instagram and someone would immediately buy it and then i wouldn't i would be like oh it's moving so fast i can't even like i know they want to buy it because of my process even then was solid enough but like I didn't take all these other angles that I wanted to take shit. What's what I, I wish I had done that. But then I'm like, that's fine. Cause I can remember how cool it was. And I, I can guarantee that it was probably almost, it wasn't nearly as cool as maybe I think it was. <laughs> so it helps to blend, like, you know, blur out the lines of like, that's okay, you know what? That was an early piece. I think there was some stuff that I, I don't get to see the, the blemishes the same way I have blemishes now. I don't get to see those if I just preserve Interesting. it in like mm. it being something that goes away. This I is like existential. That. This is, I mean, yeah, I, I but it's a really res- thoughtful way to regard your art. I feel like, you know, because, yes. you know, as an artist myself, I kind of hear how sky is talking about it. And I kind of, I kind of reflect back on the way that I look back at art, you know, and I do feel like no matter what you create, as you go about creating it and like time passes, inevitably, a lot of us look back at things we've made and go, oh, that's where I was then, or I could have done better, or oof, that was rough, or, you know, like a a lot of judgment, right? And I think that it's, I think it's really kind of meditative, actually, like the way that you're um, describing how you've thought how you found your comfortable place to go about selling these pieces and also, you know, not to focus so much on this obsessive, like capturing, like I must capture, I must have this exact picture. Like all that is, I think it can be paralyzing. 
you know? Yeah. Um, it's very important <clears throat> to capture and document. I, I'm not at all saying if you are making pieces, like don't capture it. I'm saying, think about don't capturing it. <laughs> think about it's okay. If you didn't do it, you know, I, I guarantee there's photos that I do wish, or I, if I knew that I was missing that photo, I'd be like, damn, that sucks <laughs> that I don't have that photo. But you're the piece you, Colette has one of my pieces. I do. And, um, and I am glad to not ever take a photo again of, of that one, especially if I could make it. Like, I do every once in a while, I do a replica of something for somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody saw it, it's already been purchased, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to make it again. And it's like the best thing to be like, okay, I can redo this now. And I remember most of it. But some parts I don't. So it's a revisit. It's a re-exploration. It's like doing it all over again and not like playing different notes with it. But uh, I get to find out new ways to either make it better or screw it up. So uh, that that part's really, really fun. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I, I like that I have, a lot. Uh, your philosophy here is is so good for the artist's well-being as you've as you've laid out like your 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 perception of your own art and your uh mental well-being around uh the perfectionism that all creative people probably have so i love it and i simultaneously have mixed feelings about the capturing because i (laughs) i I do capture obsessively and, and i hear i hear that conflict in in your description too and and i have two two other thoughts on it one is like you know, you said, oh, you know, open the closet and 500 million photos fall out. And do we need all these photos? And you're right. We don't need them. But I, I have, I just have the sneaking suspicion that we're going to start seeing tools emerging in the next five to 10 years, uh, AI tools that can go through all your emails that you've ever sent and go through mm. all the photos you've ever taken. And pluck out or help us prioritize like you were saying oh where is that oh i put it in a folder and i can't find it well yeah yeah a robot will be like oh you're looking for this got it here it is you know there Mm. will be ways to (laughs) to find the things that are important and then hand them over to the human and the human will be like yes this is important i'm so glad i captured it and it will it will engender us to just take a thousand photos of everything and let the bots sort it out later and Uh, and i don't know if that's good or bad but it it, that is a that is useful to me and will be useful in 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 the in the future that we are heading towards right so there's that yeah yeah and then the other thing that strikes me is like like you said this is this is a really good philosophy for the artist but i find a I get a lot of value going on the internet and looking at something you know made by a creator that I really uh, admire and then scrolling all the way back to the beginning and seeing uh, how bad the first thing was yeah <laughs> because then I can yeah. see that this is a human being that evolved and got better and then I can say well now I now I can do this too or or this this mm-hmm. is within mm-hmm. my grasp like I don't know what uh, Leonardo da Vinci's first 
painting looked like because I assume it is lost to time. So all we have are the genius things and there's no, and, and he is superhuman to us more mere mortals, except that he was not, he, he had a process and he had some some trajectory. So, you know, in the 1500s, we didn't, we could not document or save anything. Now we can. And I think there is value in documenting everything so that there is someday 1% 1% of 1% of all the photos and emails that we've ever created will have value. We just don't know which ones they are right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, it's just devil's advocate for uh, digital hoarding, which I tend to be a digital hoarder. And it's not, all, it's not a good quality, but there is value somewhere. Someday yeah. there will be. Well, the good news, the good news about being able to scroll back and see somebody's old work uh, in order to educate mm-hmm. potentially on like where did you start is that every artist now seems to want to make video showing their process <laughs> <laughs> right. and you will only see more of it uh the easier this gets yep. uh tick will be all educational videos <laughs> well no not all but at least at least in some corners of TikTok, it will be um just here you go here's how you do this it's become an art that that's a new art form unto itself of like the sped up makeup tutorial where you see the blank face and then you and then you two minutes later you see the whole thing and it's like that's it is fascinating to to enjoy that i I get it i get that whole thing yeah yeah it's an interest it's an interesting um yeah counter thought to it because it brings up the magician's code of it is what it brings up, mm. which is the like, do you, we should know more. We should just mm-hmm. know more and we should mm-hmm. be exchanging this information easily. It's, it's just at this point with, with social media right now. I'm, I'm very, I've just got through a very large, <laughs> like, uh, sort of, I don't know. break with social media of being like there's too much happening there's too fucking much happening and i need to delete some of it from my existence Mm -hmm. uh or i'm gonna i'm gonna go crazy yep and i don't know where that line is because it's something else to see it up against like see the educating the open and free education of the internet where we all grew up with like seeing youtube happen start and being like whoa you can just just do stuff on the internet that's wild you can just show this or that you can write for without like and just use your own ability and your own agency to create videos and do this or that that's so exciting and and then see it turn into what it is now and realize that it is all up against the currency of the internet for engagement just drive engagement all the time it's like so debilitating sometimes so i don't know mm-hmm. where that line is to be like we should have this be free and open and the magician's code should not exist but also embody like letting things just happen outside of it that's that's mostly where my brain is at lately with yep with things so yep. it's like what well, i don't know yeah 
that's that whole but, thing. But we're seeing the pendulum swing back, not across the board, but I I am fascinated with the rise of Discord because mm-hmm. and we're 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 all there and 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 we all have our communities there and in a world of news feeds where it is all about mm-hmm. the attention economy as as Sky just described so that we keep you there as long as possible so that we can shove ads into the feed. Here comes Discord that's like no, no, this is just a place for for pe- for like-minded people to gather around anything. It started uh, with games, of course, but it is it, whatever you're into, everyone come on in. And it doesn't matter how much time you spend in or out, only that you get value from this place that you're inhabiting with an actual community. And uh, it is monetized through premium features. It is not monetized through advertising. And if mm-hmm. it ever were monetized through advertising, it would be uh, ruined instantly, you know? Yeah. And so mm. we, we as a society are craving four-hour podcasts and Discord communities where conversa- real conversations with real humans last for multiple days and weeks. We, mm-hmm. we are less and less interested in like here's a thing and here's another thing that's unrelated to that thing and here's an ad and here's a totally different thing oh and is this thing trustworthy or not is this real or fake i don't know and here's yeah. the next thing like obviously that still plagues us but that is not that's not that doesn't have to be the be all end all of the internet and i think smart people are starting to congregate they're doing what you just described sky of like deleting a lot of that shit from their mm-hmm visual lives from their from their lives yeah and then hanging out in slower calmer places i think yeah i am yeah. at least i don't know yeah, yeah i am yeah. i agree with that i mean i you know anyone that's known me for a long time can tell you that you know early twitter um early instagram whatever i was very active and i enjoyed mm-hmm. it at that time mm-hmm. you know and now i've noticed that i've started to turn completely in the opposite direction where i have almost no presence on twitter where i have um you know on instagram i kind of just narrowed it down to where i was only posting art i i just you know i felt like that's all i really wanted to put there at that time and i started withdrawing my personal life from like the eyes of everyone. And I I feel like if I like the way I'm putting it, I feel like it could come across as, Oh, why? Like you must be depressed, but it wasn't (laughs) that it was that it went, (laughs) it went, well, you know, withdrawal depression, right? Like a lot of people think of it that way, but for me, it was just like, you know, it, it was basically what you said, sky. I was just like, there's too much like, and, and I, I'm not enjoying that, you know, like I'm just not enjoying that the way I was. And there, and I didn't have like FOMO. There was no need to keep up, blah, 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 blah. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't any of that. It was just like, God, leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) (laughs) And that's honestly how I feel like I'm not, you know, I don't spend a lot of time like mega scrolling through a lot of apps anymore. I really don't. Like, I don't know what I was looking for before when I was doing it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I was just like getting a big dopamine right. hit because of my ADHD, but like, but do, do you <laughs> find the val? I, I, I think of it as a value curve of like the things at the top of the algorithm are usually like, yep, these are, these are the three to four people that I really do care about f- close friends, family that the algorithm is like, yeah, you, you're constantly interacting with these people. And then you scroll past the first ad and then the fifth and sixth, you're like, literally this has zero this provides zero value whatever this content is 
does not matter to me at all. And that's the that's my cutoff point where I'm like, and I'm done. Close the app. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I would agree. Absolutely. I would agree. <laughs> like it's ju- it's just noise. That's right. the thing, you know, and it's right. like, I don't, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's people in that would be like, well, hey, you know, I, you follow me. I'm not noise. Yeah, and it's totally. like, yeah, I get it. But like, I don't know, right. I guess maybe that's maybe the, the tough part. Right. It's like maybe <laughs> the summary you like. Right. Exactly. Like, like sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I should go through and just like cut all my social media down. I've done this several <laughs> times. Like, right. yeah. like, you know, oh, I let all these people follow me on Facebook. Well, I'm going to go remove 500 people, which let me tell you. You have to remove them one by one because Facebook does not want you to get rid of friends. It does not want you to do that. (laughs) So I've done that, you know, cutting down and like, yeah, it helped a little, you know, but for the most part, for me, it's been just kind of like, I don't know. I just like, it's too much. So I think that's the summary, really. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's too much information. (laughs) We'll, we'll, we'll. We'll write the ship, and I don't mean. I'm not saying that as like a, 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 a you know a fool, foolish optimism, but like you're you're seeing the backlash, and you're seeing the slow trickle of like, yeah, we'll we'll just find other ways, and and that is that is happening already, and it's not going to solve the problem, but you know, the this is the beginning of the internet, really. We're we're only just getting started, uh, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff there's a lot of pitfalls ahead you know like yeah. i want a-, a metaverse to exist i just don't want facebook to be the leader <laughs> in that space i yeah. want i want it i want it to be interoperable i want the i the the world wide web is the metaverse that i want where it's like you host a website on your computer and i'll host it on my computer mm-hmm. and they can talk to each other and imagine if that was vr like that would that's fucking awesome but not if Facebook owns it. And I got, I was getting sad the other day of like, or no, a friend of mine was like asking like very like basic questions about VR. I'm like, Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting my son an Xbox. Like, can, can we get a VR? I'm like, you know, unfortunately there is no VR platform for Xbox. You'd have to get like a really big PC or you got to strap a Facebook box to your face. And that I don't recommend that if you can avoid it. And I was getting bummed out. I'm like the best by far, far and away, the best wireless all-in-one strap it to your face and go into VR experience for the average consumer is Facebook. There's no other competitor right now. And I'm way, yeah. I wish, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to see Valve turn the Steam Deck into a VR headset. And that's going to be the one where you don't need the computer. You just buy it at Best Buy and and get going. Like that's I want that to happen quickly because I don't want Facebook to eat it all. And, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I was feeling bummed out about the, that state of affairs, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We may have to wait a little while. Good times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. pick this party up. The age old social media. The age old Combo. social media. Yeah. 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 It's good. I love having it. <laughs> But but <laughs> let's let's change course. Let's divert away from the the, the metaverse and into the uh, the pancakeiverse, if you will. Two, you know, <laughs> flat screens, two dimensional, mm-hmm. uh, and and on those screens, be they mobile, be they personal computer, 
or, you know, gaming console. What are we playing right now? And we're going to throw it over to our guest of honor, Sky. I know it has not been long since we've chatted, but oh, yeah. <laughs> what else is cooking on the, uh, uh, you know, is it more lunch lady or, or, or what, what have you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's definitely lunch lady, it's but I'm not gonna, lady, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about lunch lady anymore. <laughs> I like the idea that Scott I feel like plays I lunch lady, like when I talked about it, even though I really love it, like, no, 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 but, and but I, 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 don't I think love I'm, this idea that like, you know, those people who play like destiny two or, or final yeah. fantasy 14, they just keep going back for sky. It's lunch lady. He's like, yeah. I'm in season seven. It's great. Yeah, I don't know if I should, I don't know. I think it's a. All right, I'm gonna say just a few things. <laughs> Let's go back. Yes, Let's do it's it. <laughs> lunch lady. I I really enjoy it. I said last time. I just want to correct a few things that I felt like. You know Please. what? You said it was. It didn't look good. That's not fair. It's made by one fella, and it looks really great for. No, no, no. I, wait. I want to. Ju- I want to make sure I'm hearing you right. I said it looks awesome. Did you? Were you oh, correcting yourself? I'm correcting myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, you did. You like, did say it because I was awesome, looking at, and it at like look gameplay. Awesome. I was like, it looks, it looks fluid. It looks um, yes. smooth. It, like, it like the game great. engine is nice. Yes. Once you play it, you'll be like, oh wait, this is a great game. Mm-hmm. On this, once you look at it on the surface, you're like, I don't know about this. This uh, the gameplay looks good, but what if you're not <laughs> into a, that? What's wrong with that guy's arms? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If you want to see a pair of shoulders. <laughs> this game has a real pair of shoulders. Uh, <laughs> well, we um, found the episode title. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a good one. But that's all I'm going to say. I recommend it to anybody who would like a game like Lunch Lady. <laughs> I don't think it... I will say that I think everybody who has played it with me has come away being like, you know what? I want to keep playing. So, nice. Uh, if... If I can be a gateway drug into Lunch Lady, I'll be that. I always know when Lunch Lady is being played in this home because <laughs> I'm usually in the bedroom reading. Like, because Patrick tends to play uh, yeah. games a little later. And so I'll just start he- hearing, like, like howling and, like, delighted <laughs> laughter, which I'm always, I always know what's happening. I'm like, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like, well, whatever. We're, yeah. I'm not going to talk about Lunch Lady anymore. But I've, okay. Since then, I've I booted up since last we talked, which was a week ago. Yes, was, a full seven um, days. Yes, was I booted up her story, um, which is a mystery game. Okay. Um, and I meant to. I this is one of those games that's been on my list for like years, and finally picked it up and i i really love it it's i needed something different than actiony metroid <laughs> i can't play another metroid game <laughs> i can't seven, do another one for like much, yeah. two years um, <laughs> uh and so i've been playing her story which is a like detective mystery game and it is all like windows 95 interface uh computer screen Ooh. you're given it works based upon based off of a like search database um so you are basically watching these cut up videos of this interview from a, with a woman who whose husband has been killed and you are watching you're trying to search through and find all of the video files from these videos that la- there are, there's like seven different days of interviews that you have to watch there's like 
90 video files. I, I don't know how many video files there are, but you you're given this search database to to look through the library with the library of video files because all the video files have been transcribed into a digital format and when you search you search like robbery and you may get like 20 hits for robbery but you can only see five video files Hmm. and so you watch these video files and she's speaking and telling her side of the story it's all there's no other dialogue besides her as far as i know um and you basically pull information from her to try to find the rest of the video files in the search database so you can you may type robbery at first and then eventually you say like oh let me try um armed robbery to to like narrow the field down to try to find some of the video files that maybe only include armed robbery um so you're basically just using a search function in this video. That's the whole, the whole um, mechanic in this game. It's just a That's search bar. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's like, you know, just from what you're describing and also seeing a few images, it's like a, f- a full motion video yep. narrative game. But then when you're talking about like putting search queries, it's, it's reminding me of um, a text, not text adventure, well, text adventures and also um, like adventure games where you had to do t- text input like pick up sword or whatever and those combined it's is something that i've never seen like i've this 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 defies genre classification also the guy that made it made silent hill shattered memories which is extremely random okay yeah i just well i I I just put it in because i wanted to see the images and i saw that come up and it was like i guess that was one of the first things he ever worked on and then he went on to start making like his own independent uh-huh. titles and i was like well that's actually really cool because that game had a lot of really neat ideas but this is like very unusual like yeah. i i love the layout and how different it is and then he's got another game that is mentioned below that is coming out next year called immortality yeah, yeah. that's fascinating looking too yeah it's like his uh from what i hear this is like his his thing is the full motion video format and he sort of um uh, upends what you expect from it uh oh, so with, cool through like a central cool central mechanic like this mm-hmm. search bar directory mm-hmm. so i i have worked my way through half over half of the video files and i see no end in sight i have no <laughs> idea what other search terms i'm supposed to possibly use you type in like one search term after the other just like okay this person's name is so and so i guess i'll type in dean i'll type in uh I'm omitting names and stuff because I don't want to give anything away yeah. um, because there's I'm through like a few twists already. And I'm like, what the hell? There's still more. I'm only halfway through. What the heck is happening? Does does inputting random uh, terms yield anything that's like, well, this is random, but oh, it, it surfaced one file. And maybe I, now I can watch that and get a clue. Is, is that useful uh, at all? Yes and no. You'll find you'll find if you just throw a Hail Mary on like knowing this is a classic uh, mystery based game, then Mm -hmm. you could try some stuff and some will work and some uh, will not. But they it has been in my few attempts to do that um, pretty fruitless. Mm hmm. Which is nice. I'm, I like that you can't just be like, yeah, you can't like break the game. Break or, but it. I wonder, so. like, if you knew, if you knew the secret code, not code, but like, if you knew the 
if, you, oh. if someone spoiled the game for you, could you type it in or is it somehow gated? Yeah. Like almost yeah. like an op- it's like an open world game. Like if you start Breath of the Wild, you can just walk right up to Ganon's castle if you want to. Um, yeah. I mean, it seems to me the funny part is I don't understand with this. It doesn't does not give you a direct sort of um goal except to figure out what her story is um the full story and mm-hmm. so that is to me that implies you need to find all of these video files and there's a little like checkbox sort of thing you can pull up to check to see oh i've pulled up 40 of 80 i've pulled up however many there are and um uh you could do that, but it wouldn't because of the central fu- search function being capped at five videos that you can ever see at one time. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You can't just like type one in and get all the files up, especially because mm-hmm. n- there's some that only include one word. It's all stenographed. Like everything that is from the video file is what is included in the transcription, and that's what you pull up. Yeah. So you can't just like some things will only have that one word. Yeah. So um, in order to get in order to get beyond the first five, you really need to know specific combinations of words to surface the next, the, the, you know, to dig deeper. And that's a really yeah. interesting mechanic yeah, and very hard to, like, you think about like, oh, this is just a bunch of video files in a database and it tells a story. Like, not that that's easy, but like, you know, uh, yeah, it seems easier than building Skyrim or something, whatever. And then you're right, like, no, right. actually, this is very complex. It sounds, yeah. it sounds very complex. It's very clever with how clever. It, it builds, you know, you, there's uh, constantly I'll be like, well, I guess I'm, I don't have any new ideas. So I'll just click back through. There's like a, uh, like history of searches, search words that you've used that you can click back through and see, oh, which, which video files came up for this one. Mm, okay, and good, good. So you'll hit dead ends and be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to search next. And just rewatching a video file will make you go, oh, wait, she, she mentioned something about this. I should use that word. Do you <laughs> achieve progress? Like, meaning, like, when you uncover, like, how is progress measured? Or is it just you taking notes in order to get to the next thing? Like, do you? Uh, you, you could, it's sort of like story beats. Certain story beats are revealed. There's certain animations that happen every once in a while that, and, uh, and musical beats that happen it's it's um uh they're non-diegetic in what they do hmm. where you're not it's like clear that the musical beats are just happening sort of outside of the world of the game oh yeah yeah okay and then there's yeah. other things that happen in the world of the game which is all the visual is just a computer screen you're just yes. looking at a computer screen with like it looks like old windows just clicking on old programs um so but you can kind of see your reflection in it (laughs) (laughs) uh your reflection in in quotes so there's a cool element of like sometimes the lighting that is reflecting off of this slightly glazed glass will like flicker or there'll be like police lights that come on (laughs) uh because the it you're i think the story is that you're in a police department right now and you're converting these old video files from an old mystery okay Um, so I think that's sort of the backdrop of what's going on. And then there's musical beats. There's also just the progress bar of seeing like, oh, and how many video files are left. You can bring, you don't have to look at, not like that sort of thing. You don't ever have to even check to see if you've pulled up all the files in the database. And then there's just achievements. If you want to see like that you brought up this 
they're not spoiled until you achieve them but um there's certain like kooky weird ones that come up when you do a when you find a certain file um so they 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 pepper in some like weird little video files where it's like that doesn't seem to play into this at least as far as i know right now but they're fun to see that she does a she will do a thing so um yeah that's how i would say that's how you gauge progress in it yeah this sounds awesome i've never it really does yeah, yeah heard anything quite like it um have either of you played hypnospace outlaw i have not no. are you familiar with it at all uh-uh. i've heard the name yeah you you both would love it uh and and i don't i won't talk too much about it but briefly like because you're talking about like an operating system and it's like a windows 95 90s looking operating system and i'm seeing from the screenshots here um (laughs) hypnospace outlaw is it's so you'll you'll really love it it's point and click and it's basically like navigating through websites on a geo (laughs) cities-esque what system and your goal you you're hired as like a like an internet cop basically and you're trying to find making sure that nobody's doing hate speech or putting like risque images or copyright infringement Mm -hmm. but as you explore these various disconnected web pages you start to see relation you start to see the interconnection between the pages and it's like dylan's like a cool video game dude and then like he's but clearly he's bullying this nerd who also has a website and then this other person is like super christian and she's like praying for something and it's like Hmm. you're just navigating these sites and you but you're starting to solve mysteries and interconnectivity and it's really funny and it's got really good like midi music like all the pages and everything about it is like chef's kiss remember this from the 90s moment like under construction gifts and you know find my secret page hidden on my angel fire you i think you both will love it i i really enjoyed it i did not complete it because i it it's essentially ends up being it feels like a puzzle game and i felt like i was hitting walls and i also don't love like sitting at my computer pointing and clicking like i really like to get away and be on the Uh couch so i i I recommend it highly, even though I fell off of it. But uh, check out Hypnospace Outlaw for sure. That looks fun. This looks really funny. I've just added it to the wish list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ever growing. Sorry to increase your backlog, but uh, but I thought I'd uh, I mean, why I apologize? I have no problem with it. <laughs> uh what else anything else uh, on the agenda there sky before uh, i'm gonna we, uh... replay dodgeball academia i didn't get to say anything about it last time okay. because i i I, that's i think that's my game of the year i loved it so much wow it's such a fun one if you haven't played it it's so so fun i didn't ex- i um that was a surprise game that i didn't expect to find or play because it it just if i hadn't been recommended by somebody i appreciate very much i would probably not have picked it up and i'm glad i did it's a um dodgeball game that plays sort of like um like an nba jam um but it is an rpg and it has a very cute fun art style uh a little bit a little bit um what do you call it cute anime e it's very fun um you basically play very fast paced 
uh, three-on-three dodgeball games or up to three-and-three. And it all takes place at a like um, academy for dodgeball. It's very funny. The I, I've grown apart from RPGs, mm-hmm. and this was uh, the best RPG I've played in a long time. Because you so nice. level up, you get new equipment. Um, it's awesome. So I haven't played There's a great RPG that I've loved in quite a while, and that that mm-hmm. I I too feel like. As soon as you said, like, I've kind of grown apart from RPGs, I was like, oh, I don't want to feel that way. But that's how I feel, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, once you admit it, you know what? Then you can patch. You can that's patch the first it back step. up. That's right. I mean, I did yeah. spend 120 hours on Persona 5. So maybe. Oh, maybe then. It's, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe it's it's just it's just, you know, and I hate to sound like old, but I mean, there was a time where like, you know, RPGs didn't come out. We weren't so drenched in them. And so mm. I think that like, you know, at that time they were more exciting for me. Um, and now it's like, there's so many that, and you know, many of them may be very good, but I think it's just that it's just a glut of them. And so often I'm just not interested because I keep seeing the same type of things mm. over and over. Right. You know? yeah. Right. Searching for who has the freshest take. Like, is there something new that can be introduced? Even if it's got RPG bones, is there a, is there a mechanic that can be uh, laid over the top here? Um, yeah. <clears throat> it, it, does Dodgeball Academia share DNA with the, with the persona? And I'm also thinking no. like, I'm thinking, Okay. No, but no, I mean, like, like all. action, like, like there's, there's two, there's two parts. One is like, like you said, like an NBA, like an action sequence or a strategy sequence. And then the other part is like forming relationships with the classmates, like fire emblem uh, kind of, or am I no, my way off? No, it's pretty, it's stripped of anything like that. There's, okay. it's it, the RPG element comes from t- embodying this character and leveling up the characters and the team that you build which is chosen you uh not to spoil anything but there is a it's very much like an rpg where you you uh there's a dedicated cast of characters that become your ensemble that you use your roster um that you slowly accrue over the course of the game and um uh, yeah that's where the rpg element is is that you play these (coughs) these matches which is an action sequence this is the nba jam like three on three (laughs) mode and playing them doing I forget if doing well in them earns you more. I think you just earn the same amount no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. But um, playing in these matches, these dodgeball matches, earns you uh, earns you experience. So you level up through that. You can apply that those points to your um, your set of stats that you have that which help you in your matches. Um, and the the I will say that the other thing it shares is that it, it reminds me of Pokemon in a lot in a lot of ways based upon its overworld. Its overworld looks a lot like, and there's a cl- I think there's a very clear influence of how Pokemon's overworld um, has shaped what this world looks like. Hmm. That all the way down to like the place where you heal your characters looks and sounds exactly like a poke center um once you detect it you will be like i don't i can't can't, can't unhear see. this you literally like yeah you literally go to sleep at this place and it plays the pokemon rest theme um, <laughs> which would sound like oh that's such what how 
How do they get away with that? It is fantastic. I love that they did that. I love that they're very like open about like, we were influenced by Pokemon for this part, but you will find way more in this game to love than just, you know, oh, or this homage to Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't share anything else with it, honestly. So Right, right. And you're saying, and this came out this past year, and you're saying game of the year for you, personal game of the year. I loved it. It's either that or Village. I loved Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I've been thinking but, about I've been thinking so much about stuff to play lately. And that's like been on my list because I've yeah. been playing um, Animal Crossing. I played the new content when it came out. It's been really fun, but I can tell I'm getting kind of close to the point where I've like played it. You know, I've played the majority of it. There's stuff left, but like I'm ready to play something else. And so I've been like looking at all my stuff. And of course, like everyone else, I have an overwhelming wish list. So I'm like, what to play, what to play. (laughs) And one of the big things I was considering was village. And I was like, oh, I watched a lot of village played when Patrick played it, but I didn't play it. So that's like, oh, that's right. I was like, did you play it? No, no, you were watching. Well, we we both, you know, we both wanted to play it and we got it on the computer. And so, you know, we have a computer room, which is also my office. And so we were like, let's, you know, go and get our beer and sit in front of the computer together and. And, you know, maybe we'll trade off. But then it kind of got to the point where I was so busy watching and I was just like, he was just playing. So um, that's been high up. But then um, Spirit Fair also has new content. So I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to get into that or not, because I don't know Mm -hmm. if as much as I adore that game, which Matt and I have gone on and on about, I'm not sure if I want to get into it right now because it's so emotional for me. Um, And I don't know if I feel like crying. (laughs) because yeah. <laughs> because yep. i will um so actually what i was thinking like right before the show i was thinking about it and i was like i actually fired up um stardew for the first time in a really long time and uh, i was looking at it and i was thinking i think i just want like a cozy little like wholesome kind of like farming crafting game mm-hmm. <laughs> of course i've got many of those on my wish list so it's like a matter of well what would i choose um but you know one nice thing i was thinking about uh stardew in general is that it did spawn so many of this uh, i guess we would just call (laughs) it kind of like you know the wholesome games like category um yeah and i like it i'm really into that so you know will i play all of them no probably not but like i'd really be in the mood for something like that right now so and i guess it's because i've been playing animal crossing so it's like i like that groove but i'm ready to explore like a new but maybe similar-ish groove yep Yep, perfect. Yeah. Uh, what platform are you going back to Stardew on? Uh, I had it on PC, and I played the majority of it on PC, but I tell you what, one thought I genuinely had, because I never got through the first year, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of tempted to buy this on Switch, because I've, I've mm-hmm. like you just said, I love playing on my, my sofa, and start playing it on Switch, either that or find another similar game to play on Switch, because that's just kind of where I like to play that type of game. For sure. Yeah, that's what I was uh, getting at. It was on sale on Switch. I played it, played through it on PC to, there's no completion, I guess, but like to my own satisfaction, really enjoyed it. But then, but since it's been years since then. And so there is a, a variety of new content mm-hmm. in the, in the base game, in the current game, you know, and then it was super cheap months ago on Switch. And I, and my, my wife was super into, uh, start, uh, Animal Crossing, as you alluded to. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to grab this for whatever, five bucks. And then one day when you're ready to branch out, uh, we're going to play Stardew. And, uh, you know, I hope 
I'm a little scared because I, I, I really want to revisit it on the Switch and I, I hope it performs well there. I, There's no I reason it, on it the sh- Switch. You did. You did. So yeah. any any gripes, and I'll, I'll warn you that I'm really particular and I get angry. Oh. Like, this is a 2D pixel art game. Yeah. And it, and it's sold a bajillion copies. Like it should just, it should be flawless on this machine. There's no reason it can't be. And then sometimes Uh, it's not. And so what was your experience there? Uh, I, I can't, I don't know about nothing stood out for me technically, but, uh, but I, I loved Stardew and I didn't expect it to like Stardew Valley because I'd me either. I've, I've, I've mentioned it before to to folks who who um who will hear me or maybe uh make like they're hearing me is that I I have said that I started Stardew Valley shortly after playing Harvest Moon and I realized while playing Harvest Moon that I really don't don't enjoy Harvest Moon <laughs> and I was <laughs> extremely bored by it uh which is a like clearly this is not for me i'm gonna step aside from this so but then christine really wanted to play it and i was like i'm i'm not playing that i'm I'm not gonna do it i can't do it i just tried harvest moon and i I, no way and then (laughs) and i played it after she got into it, played it for like a month before i was like all right all right i'll pick up the controller Mm -hmm, and see mm -hmm. and and she was like, she was like, the fishing sucks. I hate this fishing. Oh, the fishing so bad. I hate like, it. <laughs> and I booted. Well, I'll tell you what. I booted up. I went straight to fishing, and it was like, this is my. I was nailing it out of the gate. It was like, oh, <laughs> fishing sucks, huh? Look at this. This is the this is the best fishing I've ever played. No, but this wedge this issue, this, this polarizing debate. Yeah. I love this. That's I love sincerely. I loved the fishing, and I loved more than that. I was like. So I then I played it for like two months straight because I was <laughs> not fishing, not fishing. I should be very yeah, yeah. clear. I didn't love it that much, but I um, the dungeoneering was like I had to I had to keep going with the dungeon. Yeah, but that it's, it's got awesome. it's got something for everyone, and I yes. understand why Harvest Moon, especially the older classic ones, would be boring by modern standards. And yeah. Stardew solves it because it's like. Oh, you don't want to wait for crops to go? Go in the dungeon. You don't want to yep. do action stuff? Right. Go have yep. relationships. You don't want to do that? Go to the... Go, go, what about this desert over here? Like, there's Definitely. a thousand things to do. Love yes. that. It's far more like, we're going to build this for a wider base rather than just the just the Harvest Moon crowd. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, I loved Harvest Moon. I, I never I, played I, a Harvest I, I Moon. Har- um, yeah. That's the... Uh, the the genesis of it, it it stardew so is very fascinating to me because here's a guy who obviously had a love of harvest moon a very niche small thing that many people loved i'm sure mostly in japan or whatever and he's like what if we bring this back and then <laughs> blew the gates open and yeah. now everything every fucking video game made after that is like oh there's a little star- there's some stardew valley in this and i'm i'm right. being facetious i'm exaggerating but like only a well, little like it was part of that crowd game. of like of like people going what about this type of game let's bring that back and you got you got stardew valley and you got mm-hmm. cuphead and you mm-hmm. got hollow hollow knight uh, where it was like we need to bring these types of games mm-hmm. back to the forefront, mm-hmm. and then everything after that was now yeah. 
those games. You're right about Hollow Knight because Metroidvanias were basically reserved for Metroid, and there weren't many of them. But then I, but then I, I, yeah, is I think Hollow Knight was like, oh yeah, these are good. Oh, and Ori also was the the same landmark there. Yeah, yep, yep. That's there's that's there's an interesting. I like viewing media as a spider web and seeing like, okay, there are moments where the spider web branches out and there are certain games at the center like like obviously minecraft is one of the biggest spider webs you could imagine because that was so fresh and new at its moment and now everything like even stardew valley has the bar at the bottom for all your tools and items right the way minecraft did and so it's this merging and this branching of of elements that became other things and uh yeah the oh, constellation yeah. stardew is there the hot bar that's, yeah that's a yeah. fun one to think about is how many games right now that still come out with a hot bar on them that mm-hmm. it might have been in games before that but it was now thanks to minecraft like bones that don't or games that don't look like minecraft have yes. that hot bar and are built off of that yes exactly exactly yep all right. Well, now, now I feel like I want to play Stardew Valley again. <laughs> while, while we were talking, I actually went to um, the Nintendo site and bought the copy. For, <laughs> so when when we finish, I'm probably going to do what I always do when I like want to revisit a game and it's been too long. Is that I just start a new a new file oh, and just yeah, yeah, start yeah. again. And I don't for mind sure. doing that because like I have a few save files that are like deep into the first year. But I would rather just begin again because my because brain... there's so much new stuff. There's gonna, well, there might yeah. be trajectories there that you would go down that weren't apparent the first time for sure. Right. So, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. But that sounds like a really nice Monday evening, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, quick, wait, quick question, though. Did, did either of you ever play it co-op cooperatively where it's no. two players on the same farm? I did a little bit with Patrick in the beginning. We only did it once or twice, um, but we had fun doing it. Do you recall if it is it limiting in any way, meaning like, hey, we're starting at co-op and we're doing our things together and it's really fun and it's split screen, but then it's Tuesday night and, oh, I don't want to play, you know, your partner doesn't want to play. But no, do, do, can from you what I recall, playing? yeah, you can totally. So your um, your farm, it has two little houses on it instead of one and you mm. and your co-op partner. So you do have to start the game together. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. you can start it and then like be like, hey, you want to join me? Like, it doesn't right. work like that. But yeah. um, I remember that like we played and then like two days later i wanted to play and patrick couldn't for some reason and so i was Mm. able to play alone with like no problems so but but the way it's different from uh animal crossing which is obviously real time but it it, i guess my it's not a real major concern but like hey you player one is advancing the seasons and if player two wanted to catch certain fish or crops or whatever you're sort of going ahead without them which obviously you got to work that out with your with your co-op partner but sure. uh yeah the, the I, I ended up playing stardew wrong which was that i uh got very sh- this beautiful chill perfect game 
got very stressed out by the the time the time element where it's like the, uh. the days did not feel long enough to me and because there's so much to do i felt compelled to do all the things uh, mm. every single day and it's like well you just can't talk to everyone no. and water your crops and go to the mine you can't do it and that stressed me out and i i've oh, res- oh. I, i've made a promise to myself when when i go back i gotta like remember like Oh yeah, spring will come again. I can just do this next time. You know, it's right, it's a long right. game. You know, right. <laughs> play it's the long very, game. It's very forgiving, which is nice. Yeah. Wow, I didn't think. Yeah, about I that. didn't realize that. I didn't realize how forgiving it was on my first playthrough because I I must have gotten it not early, early, but I was yeah. playing it before the the meta wisdom around it was was emerging. Probably so. Holy moly! If if it had been very strict about that, I would have I would have kicked that game out of my yeah. Head. <laughs> Same. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yep. All right. Yeah. It's really it's really tempting sometimes to like do that kind of like min max like I'm going to do it all behavior. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. realized Stupid. that I it does wrench the joy out of a lot of like yes. stuff for me. Yes. 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 Especially a game that's just made to be a chill. <laughs> Persona, like, Persona was that way for me was like feeling like I want to do more and I feel like this the time like the time you have during the day I can't because you're limited to what, like three actions during the day or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Technically. Um, yeah. As I was like, I was always like, man, I got, but I, I did one thing today. Could I yeah. could please do more? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm obviously wanting a different game. I should just, <laughs> mm-hmm. should just I just want up. a different game. I should not be holding this game to some other regard. <laughs> it's an interesting thing because like Animal Crossing is like, you have infinite time really like you can (laughs) you can lay on the couch for eight hours and do all the things but in a way but especially in the early stages there's not that's how the game breaks is like once you get once you get the freedom to do anything you want then you're like well there's literally no more but leaves or bells on the island so i now i'm going to fly to other people's islands and just you know rack up the the, the bells or whatever and then that we colette and i've talked about this we that broke it on the other flip side we ruined it right so, right what's wrong with Until us now at least i mean i've been able to pick it back up like a friend came and visited me the other day in the game and she was like oh my gosh like you did all this stuff and i was like yeah well i paid off tom nook and then you know i kind of like had needed other stuff to do she's like you paid off tom nook and i was like yeah and she's like wow i i feel like i'm never gonna get the money to do it and i was like i was like oh i was like so so i was like you don't have a lot of money in your bank and she's like no she's like i just sell Uh-oh. fruit every day i was like hold on so i went to my abd and i got out a million bells hold yeah. hold my beer uh, right and i have four million left this is after i paid him <laughs> off and after i went to other islands and sold the turnips and did all the crazy oh, ass man. shit we did yeah. a couple years ago and yep. so i just like walked back up to her and just dropped her a million bells and she was speechless she was like what uh, but and i was like go have fun like in your town yeah like oh go my have gosh. fun. And I felt so happy. I was like, you know, it sucks like that I feel like I haven't I haven't really like I sucked the enjoyment out of it for myself, but I was like, finally I can do something good. I can give this to another person. You can give back. You were, Daddy you were evil Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing trying to like uh, uh, satisfy your sins, you know, make up for your oh, sins yeah. there. Yeah. Like by giving to charity. I love that's amazing. That's amazing you know we are different kinds of gamers of like this is a person who 
your friend loves the game as much as anyone, but did not think to like game the system or mid max. She's just like, well, I'll, yeah. I'll sell these fruits today, and that's what I'll do. And it's like because some people don't do heart. that, Matt. That's that's insane. what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. can we even conceive that some people don't feel the need to do that? Whereas, like you yeah. and I are just like must wrench all fun out. Yeah. When I when I played that, I did the time. I did the like change your clock thing when it was still possible to do now that. That's a crime. That's a crime. And I, oh, is it? Oh well, you know what? Lock me up. I, <laughs> I loved it, and I t- until they took it away, and then I was so mad, and I was talking to people who didn't do that, and they were like, "How dare you?" And I was like, "You don't understand." That's not how I play this game. And if yeah. they didn't want to put it, they they didn't have to put it in the game, and they clearly didn't want my type around anymore. So <laughs> fine, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Why why do I feel like you are cheating, but me going on the entire internet to find the best turnip price, oh. a system clearly outside of the parameters <laughs> of this game world, is a okay. You know what? You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a, like I'm they great, be, and you're a, you're a better, fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Colette, what else? What else? I mean, you're, it sounds like you're searching. You're in between. You're you're mulling. That's the next exactly where thing. I am. But I feel like you know, I feel like when you're in that searching place and you feel too overwhelmed by all your new prospects and nothing is just like grabbing you at yeah. that moment, like yes, play me now. It's nice yeah. to go back to a game that's kind of like a comfort game. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, I think we've scanned over that topic in the past, like you know, the idea of comfort games and like what comfort games are just like a you know warm teddy bear for you. And I was like, you know. Actually, Animal Crossing's been a really nice comfort game, but now I think that Stardew might also be a really good one to go back to. And there's so much I didn't do. So I think that's pretty much what is on my plate. Just going to try to go back to Stardew. That's perfect. I love it. I'm excited for you. It's making me want to go. Keep me posted on. I know you're not as sensitive to performance either, but like my my perception from what I've been reading it is like it works great except for these random weird hitches on the switch version only and i'm like oh no god please don't ruin it for me like i really want it to be like a, that cozy teddy bear and uh, and that will that yeah, will for sure mess it up for me unfortunately so um yeah well so he, speaking of uh comfort games and returning the one thing that i did as i started last night i don't know why i every now and then i get an itch to be like i really want like a 4x strategy game and i'm always like Ooh, what about this what about this and i'm like or i could just play civilization the like the best <laughs> strategy there's nothing better like why what am i looking for just go back and play it and i the only place i own it is on switch which uh-huh. is a very good serviceable version of the game and uh fired it up last night and i'm like i fucking love this game and it's great i i can lay on the couch next to my wife and we've got a fire going in the living room she's watching a you know a christmas movie and i'm i'm listening to podcasts (laughs) playing civilization six on on a little switch light and it is so uh, great it's a beautiful yeah. thing. So that's, I mean, and people know Civ Six, so I won't, I won't go any further there. But um, yeah. the other thing I grabbed, there was some uh, Switch sale a couple weeks ago, and there was a bunch of random stuff on my wish list on sale, whatever. And it was nothing that I was like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta play this urgently. But I was like, you know what, I'm gonna grab this while it's while it's hot. And I picked up uh, Evo Land uh, Legendary Edition. Any familiarity with this at all? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. 
name again sounds familiar. Evo it's Land. one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. It's been around for a long time. Nothing. It's not new. Um, and it is a mm-hmm. it is a, a an homage to RPGs. And mm. the best way I can describe it, it's two games in one package. It was on sale for like five bucks. I was like, you know what? I, I want to own this. I want to get to this one day. I wanna, I'm going to grab it. And I was in a, and, and recently I was in the exact same position as you, Colette, where I'm like, I am in between things. I don't know what I want. I know I want something on Switch. And so I was like, fuck it. I, I, here we go. Let's just see what Evil Land is all about. And it, it, is, it is an homage to all the RPGs of yore. And the main mechanic is that you start the game in uh, Game Boy graphics, like really old school, could not get any more simple than, than these graphics. And y- every time you open a treasure chest... It adds something to it adds something mechanical to the game. So you start and there's treasure chest on your left and right, and it's like Game Boy, you know, uh I guess it's 8-bit, but it's monochrome, right? And you can't move. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is game's broken? Like right out the <laughs> gate. And then you start you move the stick and you're like, oh, you can only move left. And you move left and you get the left treasure chest, and it's like Congrats, you now you unlocked moving right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I move right, I get the right treasure chest. And it's like, congrats, now you can move in all directions. And you're like, okay. And so you start to move around this monochrome world. And every time you get a chest, it's like, and now you can, and now you have a sword. And now you can move in, you can move diagonally. And now it's like, oh, and now you've unlocked color graphics and so what it becomes (laughs) is like you're sort of painting the world in as you experience it and it's it's really um it's really fun to get treasure chests because you know in a typical rpg a treasure chest is going to be some gold or it's going to be a new weapon or armor or whatever and in this one it's like ooh, what what like nostalgic (laughs) thing will this next treasure chest open up and so it's and it's like it's this linear uh progression homage to rpgs but also a parody of them so it's Mm -hmm. got your uh nameless protagonist who eventually no spoil you know mild spoiler here but it's like eventually his name is real then it's clink it's not link it's clink you know and you meet you meet a a a girl who is a magic user and she can heal you and then and then you're in a dungeon and you're solving these extremely zelda-esque puzzles and you're wandering around you're killing bats whatever and then it's like you hit a treasure chest you're like oh you've unlocked turn-based battles and so all of a sudden you're in the overworld and you're uh you're in final fantasy battles and so it is a it is a hybrid zelda slash final fantasy homage written by mel brooks let's say because it's a parody of it so every every trope every single trope from a from a 8-bit or 16-bit final fantasy or zelda game or any of the endless clones of those games is in this game and you slowly unlock them as you go and so eventually you unlock you unlock the third dimension and then you become you're in a 3d world and you're moving through a very final fantasy seven-esque town and you unlock the i don't know what they call it but it's like you unlocked a buster sword wow this sword's super heavy and now you're very much looking like cloud in final fantasy seven moving yeah. through they and and you're in a town and it's like there's like a very belabored 
uh, fetch quest where you're like, you need to get bombs. Well, what about this person has it? Well, then you go to the next person. And they're like, I think this person. And you just wander back and forth in this town to try to like have all the conversations to go on this fetch quest. But it's not laborious. Every time I'm sitting there laying on the couch with headphones on, whatever. And I kid you not, I'm playing this game and I unlock a chest and I am audibly saying, huh, like yeah. repeatedly, <laughs> like I'm, it's not laughing out loud, but you get to the next part and you're like, ah, oh, you're like, you're like sighing with pleasure, with smile, with nostalgia. Cause it's not, it's not nostalgia. Like you're not playing the game you loved you're playing this like parody version of it and right it is charming af and it is <laughs> it is it is a in the exact way that you said it's the comfort blanket it's the teddy bear but it's not revisiting the thing you used to love it is revisiting the essence of the thing you we we really loved growing up oh, and yeah. Everyone's from what I have read about it over the years, everyone's like, all right, Evil Land one is cute, but Evil Land two is where is the real gem here. So I'm mm. very excited to continue like slowly just smiling my way through this adorable game and then graduating to number two to see if it's uh even better. And I really like what I'm playing so far. It's not complicated and it's not hard. Like if you're looking for like a challenging story driven, like it is bare bones, basic ass, but in a way it's so funny. Cause like if you bought an RPG and it was this bare bones, you'd be disappointed, but because <laughs> it's not a game, it's an homage to every other game. Right. You're like, of course it has to be simple because these are like, it's like dad jokes it is the definition <laughs> it is a dad joke embodied in a game and i'm fucking loving it i'm here for it man it is a great like palate cleanser it's a great comfort game evo land one and two check it out evo land love it they're both man. on my wish list now we've had some <laughs> we've had some fascinating like like game titles like come up in conversation today yeah 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 they good. just put a new game out that's been on my list. They put a, an early access game out called War Tales. That same oh, company. The developer? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Which looks really good. Um, it's a I'm way different visually. Okay. Um, uh, but also an RPG. I don't think it's as much a like on the nose homage uh, parody. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's called War Tales. Um. It definitely looks a little more on the in the realm of now we're gonna make a real an, an actual oh, a RPG. real game yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna, but, right. uh, that's funny it's funny where we're at that most most hits are in some way just like right in your face with their homage to certain games they're like yeah. in order it's almost like to be successful you have to be like here you go you want to see Metroid influenced us. Yeah. Here's here's a bunch of Chozo statues just to make sure you understand. <laughs> here's the Pokemon jingle for the healing keys <laughs> right here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's right well, in your face. It, it feels almost like when it's right in your face like that, it's like I think I think fellow gamers appreciate the homage versus like yeah like uh game designers trying to be like well we came up with this we're original exactly. it's like no you're not motherfucker like but yeah. like, on the, we like, know where you got that from <laughs> right 
right? Like, whereas knowing, you know, where it came from, it's like, at least that get that puts that smile on your face that, oh yeah. yeah, like maybe they have those memories too. So I think that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I, it could be done in that way, which would be like, come on, but it is guacamole is another one that the joke with guacamole is that it is an homage and mm-hmm. they, they play that up uh, in the second one is that they're like, Oh, you thought we ran out of homages. They like open the game with that. <laughs> <laughs> but then if it, I love it when it feels comfortable to you, the game, the player yeah, but then there is a mechanic laid on, or a complexity laid on top yes. of it, of like, st- like we said with Stardew. Stardew is a is a, is a farming simulator, also with RPG and right. action elements right. and relationship. Where, Great, yeah, you got me. Where they lay that out, like, yes, there's Harvest Moon, but uh, y- if you only pay attention to that thing, <laughs> you're missing what we do over here, which yes. is even better than all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yep all right we got a lot of wish lists to uh to knock out a lot of back we've we've increased our backlog uh exponentially so uh i think we we got to get out of here we got some games to play uh any Uh, any final thoughts before we uh get back to it uh my final thought is that sky loved having you for the second time but also the time in which i got to hang out (laughs) thank you for coming and being our guest yeah thanks for having me (laughs) <laughs> well, i wish i wish i had a thought what did i say last time should i say the same oh, thing what you, was it yes you did and i meant to follow up with you you said something about banjo kazooie modders oh, or a Car- particular Kirko mod that was my shout out yes please go check kirko mods out i have only in the past year gotten into seeing mods randomizers checking them out myself and the the choice i'm a huge banjo kazooie fan and Kirko Mods is one one fellow who does uh he I should say the mod that he is known for is the Jiggies of Time, which is an Ocarina of Time and Banjo Kazooie <laughs> mashup. Wow. It is a full game. Uh, wow. I'm gonna I'm a this is my I'm gonna blast it a bit because it's so fun. It's very, very hard. He also in the when the pandemic dropped, he um he put together at the time, it was called the stay at home mod, which was to encourage people to stay the fuck at home uh, and play his mod, <laughs> which was a Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> mod again. But it turned into a project called Nostalgia 64, where Banjo-Kazooie go to different Nintendo 64 games Wow! instead. So there's like, he goes to Pokemon Snap, they go to Pokemon Snap, they go to GoldenEye, they go to <laughs> all these other... It's, it's wild what he does with it. Um, so... Uh, uh, I believe he puts them out for he has to put them out for free. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, he, he does have a Patreon, which is worth submitting to because he also cleans up old rendered um, artwork from the Nintendo sixty four era and blows huh. it up to full resolution from that wow. time. Wow, so cool! It's so awesome what this guy does. So that's my, that's right. That's what I'll say. Kirko mods. Okay. Well, I'm I'm writing that down and making sure that we get it in the show notes as well. Yeah. So there's a link there. Damn, I know. Yeah. I love I love this stuff, and I have no particular affinity for Benjo Kazooie, but I I love the the ROM hacks and the randomizers and yeah. the speed running stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just cracking open this um, very 
complicated art form that we call video games and, and peering inside and being like, what if we move this over here? What will that do? You know, it's just so cool. It's awesome. Dope. Um, Colette, you and I have discussed a, an upcoming series of episodes that I'm really excited about. And I've been thinking a lot about, uh, is that something perhaps we would want to tease or debut or reveal here, you know, or, or shall we save it for the future times? Do a big, do a big tease, do it. A tease. Well, is a tease, does a tease reveal the, the actual thing or I don't know how to tease it without saying what it is. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I guess a good tease goes on for a while. So maybe perhaps today's tease is simply we have a series in the works. A series okay. within a series, if yeah. you will. That's all we'll give you. You got to keep listening. You got to keep and listening. And it's exciting. Okay. Thank you, Sky, for joining us. We're, we will have you back soon because this is a lot of fun. If, if, you'll, uh, if you'll humor us. I'm always ready to, to talk video games. Sweet. <laughs> always. Sweet. Or philosophize about art. Yeah, yeah, both, all, yeah. all of the above. Uh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> Sky. Uh, we'll 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 put on put all of Sky's links to his work and social medias and discords in the in the show notes. And uh, thank you, dear listener, for entering the chat with us. Our theme music is by Azure Flux. Our logo is illustrated by Just Call Me Katarina. And as usual, you can email us. That email address is always in the show notes. Have entered the chat at gmail.com. And uh, perhaps even more fun, join the Discord server. That's where we always talk about what you are playing and uh, chat with you about the show and, and all sorts of stuff. Anime and pets and memes and lots of stuff going on in there. So we'd like to see you there. Uh, and be sure to leave a rating or review in your podcast platform of choice, if supported or applicable, of course. Don't go writing it into Spotify. There's no box for that. You can't, you can't do it. Don't stop. Just stop. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll chat with you more about that, that faded series. We're very excited. Colette, final thoughts, final words. Stardew Valley. Yeah. I'm a play. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.